0: Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists.
1: Welcome to the Retirement Clinic. It's News Talk 1130 WISM Milwaukee and W-I-B-A in Madison. I'm Paul Cronforce Today with your host in for Jeff Kowal is Paul Schaefer. And no, not that Paul Schaefer. (laughs) How are you? Good morning, Paul.
2: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Paul?
1: I'm fantastic. Welcome back to the program you've been on before. Absolutely. Um, What's your exact title so I don't screw it up at Uh, the Kowal Investment Group?
2: (laughs) Current title, uh, Chief Operating Officer and Financial Advisor.
1: We also have a guest, uh, a frequent guest on the show back in studio. We'd like to welcome back Carol Ritson. Good to see you, Carol.
3: Good to see you. I'm glad to be back.
1: Which means we are going to take a lot of calls today because every time you're on, we end up getting social security questions.
3: We do.
1: I want to make sure I don't get your title wrong.
3: It's retired public affairs specialist.
1: Uh, and that retired is key. It is. It but, is. but you're still working.
3: I, yeah, I, I do do some work.
1: You still get around it's and do tough. stuff like this.
3: You know, I worked for what uh, my husband said 43 years. He says it's time to quit, but
1: yeah, I don't know. Time to hang it up.
3: Sometimes it's hard to know what to do to keep yourself busy, and maybe folks listening that are retired understand that. So,
1: well, and that's why we do the show, Paul. Let's start off by you know, we'll welcome questions for Carol. Obviously, social security questions and that plays into your retirement plan are welcome on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Right now, we've got lines open. You can start calling in at 414-799-1130. I do recommend calling in early. We've got the sexy segment coming up and a lot of other features, the boss segment, which we do every week. But call in with those Social Security questions. And, Paul, it does tie in to your retirement plan. Oh, absolutely. It's a it's a key component and, and key
2: benefit that um, everybody has available to them. Um, So we want to make sure that um, we're taking it into account with the planning and uh, making the best decision possible. And uh, I'm really excited to be on the show with Carol. Uh, She's uh, a longtime friend of the office and, um, you know, frequent guest here. And she's got a a great wealth of knowledge, and we don't want to waste that. So we'll keep inviting her back. Now, Social
1: Social Security alone, Paul, is not enough for most of us to maintain a, a comfortable retirement. There needs to be other planning involved, and that's where you guys come in.
2: Yeah, that's right. We work with um, clients nearing and in retirement, and uh, we help them on uh, many different uh, planning aspects. We want to help them uh, grow their accounts uh, when they're uh, making the decision to retire. Um, how do you maintain that wealth, draw income, and pass it on to the heirs? Or if uh, if passing it on isn't as important, um, how do you draw it down and not outlive it? And not outliving your assets and uh, income is... Uh, Kind of a key uh, component where Social Security helps with that
1: cash monthly cash flow, right? You said not everybody is interested in passing it on to their heirs. That is true. Not everybody wants to do that.
2: That's right. Everybody has different goals, and um, there's lots of different factors with uh, the family situation, income, and assets. uh, So that's something that we look at with uh, with our clients on a continual basis.
1: Before we start with any questions and get into the meat of the show and talking with Carol about Social Security and retirement with Paul Schaefer, you now have a new location. That's and right. I went by this Racine Highway 20 location. The sign is massive; you can't miss it. Um, yeah, we have we
2: have five locations. Um, our, our newest location is in uh, Racine County, in Mount Pleasant, right off of Highway 20. If you uh, if you look east as you're uh, you're driving past Highway 20, uh, you'll see our, our sign. It's like a big billboard. It was in uh, the old Johnson Insurance building. Oh, that's
1: where, where it was. Yep. And it's now open officially. Open. We're,
2: we're officially open um, right now. It's uh, kind of meetings by appointment only. We don't have somebody um, staffed there 100% of the time, uh, but we're doing a lot of meetings down there, seeing a lot of um, clients and new prospects.
1: You live anywhere, Kenosha, Racine area. What a great location for you guys to meet your clients. In addition, as Jeff calls it, the World Headquarters in Waukesha.
2: World Headquarters in Waukesha, uh, right off of I-94 and Highway 164, uh, right by the uh, Machine Shed and Thunder Bay Grill exits. That's where... The heart of our operations is most of our staff work there um, most of the time.
1: And, Paul, I mentioned our WIBA uh, listeners. You have an office in Middleton, which is Madison. Yep, we've Uh, had an
2: office in Middleton uh, for a couple years now, uh, serving the greater Madison area. Christine Hayward and her team out there do a great job. Uh, And our advisors in Waukesha will go out there occasionally to meet with clients too.
1: And also in my neck of the woods, the North Shore area, you're in Port Washington. And then we get to Carroll's neck of the woods, Phoenix, Arizona. Because seemingly you're always on vacation. Yeah, I try. You're doing good. We're friends on Facebook. So I see you in the sun all the time. Just you're got traveling. back from
3: Sanibel. But you did better. You went to Australia.
1: I, I We we had a nice cruise.
3: That's good. But that was work. See, that's, that's a station true. event. That's
1: true. So that's a lot of work going to Australia. So now that we're all fresh and back in the studio, we have a lot to talk about. Paul Schaefer, you may hear the market updates. That's one other thing we should mention here quickly. Uh, Monday through Friday, Paul, yep. on WISN and WIBA, you give us uh, business reports, uh, news of the day, basically. Yeah, market
2: updates, uh, Monday through Friday, Uh, one-minute updates uh, on the top of the hour, 3 and 5 o'clock news blocks on WISN. Uh, It's uh, kind of an update on what the markets are doing that day, uh, what's moving the markets, whether it's corporate earnings, government, economic reports, uh, policy that might be coming out of Washington. And uh, we try to tie it back to how it impacts your life, uh, your planning, and retirement.
1: And so far this year, the markets seem we seem to be off to a good start in 2019.
2: It's been a great bounce back, uh, f- you know, from a tough uh, fourth quarter. Uh, December was uh, extra rough, but um, you'll have pullbacks like that, and, and and we didn't expect it to be anything prolonged, and um, it has, you know, bounced back nicely. Uh, but you just have to make sure that. Um, you have a plan with your retirement account, so you're not reacting to you know, pullbacks when they do happen.
1: And inevitably, they're going to happen. Markets ebb ebbs and flows uh, all the time, cycles. Yep. Uh, you're going to see its ups and downs. So have that plan, and that's where the COWAL Investment Group can help you with your retirement plan. And with Carol here, it's the time to call in with your Social Security questions. Carol, on past shows, we've had all kinds of questions. We do. I mean, and you anything you can,
3: goes. Anything
1: goes. So let's get those lines full, and the number to call is seven nine nine eleven thirty. It's our AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 414-799-1130. Okay, let's get into the show itself. Where do we start, Paul? I know typically there's changes that Carol will address as well. Yeah, I think
2: that's a good place to start. Um, anything that is top of mind, Carol, that uh, the listeners should know with changes updates. Anything new?
3: There hasn't been any major changes, but there's a couple things I do want to mention. I'm sure people know that there's new Medicare cards coming out because before, the Medicare cards always had your Social Security number on it or your spouse's if you got a widow or widower's benefit. And, you know, you lose that card, and now your social's floating all over. So they decided they were going to change the Medicare numbers So everyone's getting a new card. You don't have to do anything. Those cards are being issued from April of 2018 all the way through December of 2019. So you will just get that card in the mail. And the reason I mention that is people... We'll call you and tell you you have to pay a fee. I need your social security number so that I can get your new car. You know, all the scammerama stuff. So,
1: wait a second. First off, I know this rule. If somebody calls me on my phone and asks never, for a ever. social number, never give it up. Never. Out. Ever.
3: If I call you, you know, if I'm still working for social security and I call you and have to discuss something, I already have your number. The only time that I would ask for your number is if you initiated that call. You know, you called in and said, "Hey, Carol, can you call me back? I want to discuss something." If I have to pull your record up, then I need your social, but otherwise, we're never going to call you and ask you for that kind of information.
1: That's good news to, I mean, just don't give it out.
3: And, I mean, even on the letters, it's down where they don't have the whole number on, and a lot of places are doing that. But there's so many scammers out there, and, you know, they just come up with one thing after another. So when they're telling you that stuff, really, you're best off just to hang up on them. And, you know, and there's another one, speaking of scams, because... Um, I know Paul knows this. That when I come on, I always like to harp on the scams because it really annoys me to see people taken advantage of.
1: And, and it's not just the elderly, but no. they prey on it on all of us, and, uh, right? Yeah.
3: And you know, sometimes you just don't know. I mean, people say, "I'm with the government," and I don't know. You know, it sounds real official, and you think, "Well, I better do what I'm told, or I'm going to be in trouble." But we've we've had reports of people calling and saying. Uh, You know, if you, you need to give me your social security number because there's a problem with it and somebody's using it and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, if I'm calling you saying that, again, I already know your social security number. So just as a word to the wise, don't give out that information over the phone unless you've initiated some kind of a contact with social security. And, you know, really that goes for IRS or, you know, any other agency. And I'm certainly not a spokesperson for them, but it's the same kind of situation. That's good. It's so you good won't advice. be
2: leaving threatening voicemails on anybody's... No.
3: And number. And, you know, people I'm sure on Facebook have seen the ones where they call and they've called the police department. I've apparently got quite a few warrants out for my arrest, uh, you know, I always find that stuff kind of humorous. I like to have a little fun with those people, but that's when, when just they call me. you, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm not very nice. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm, as long as you don't give out the social number, oh no, no, then have no. fun with them and and have at it. But basically, just ignore it. And yeah. and you going back to those cards, the Medicare cards, um, they will be. Is that something? new? In other words, we, is it replacing my old card?
3: It is. If you, so if you have a Medicare card, and, and again, this is only for people that are currently receiving Medicare, but you will get a new Medicare card, and it's going to have a totally different number, and the number will have nothing to do with your Social Security number. But, you know, um, and the other thing, too, is that you don't have to keep calling Social Security and saying, when am I going to get my new card? Because it'll come out. The one thing that's important, though, is that people keep their address current with Social Security. Almost everybody has direct deposit nowadays, and so sometimes I think they forget that I need to do an address change. Always make sure that your address is correct because that way you get your statements from Medicare. If you've gone into the doctor, you get those EOBs. Um, any notices, COLA notices, things like that, that get mailed to you. We used to get, you know, at the end of the year, we'd get like Santa bags full of returned mail because of the tr- I, I, it was awful. And then trying to track these people down is really, really tough. And so... Uh, Always, and and you can do that address change online because you know I have to harp on the online or the the social security. Well, before we take our first
1: call, what is the website? The the real accurate one? one. Yes.
3: It's www.socialsecurity, the whole thing written out, dot gov. If you, a lot of people just Google social security, you might get some attorney's website, you might get somebody's website that, uh, you know, just made up a website about social security. And, you know, there's no way to know whether or not that information is accurate.
1: So socialsecurity.gov.
3: All the government agencies are da, governor da, 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 gov. You
1: got it. Right. All right, let's get to some calls. Carol Richson joining us in studio. It's the Retirement Clinic. Your host is Paul Schaefer from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. And we begin in Racine. Steve, good morning. Hi. Morning. How can we help you, Steve?
0: I was wondering, uh, my wife is about to turn 62, and I'm only 60. And uh, she doesn't work, and so she's going to start collecting. Is there a way that she can collect on based on my benefit level?
3: She cannot collect on your record until you start receiving benefits. Okay. Okay, so at this point you're too young. Uh, but if you file at 62, then at whatever point in time that you file, she can also file for a spouse's benefit.
1: You hear that you're too young, Steve. It's good news. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it is. Well I'm still working' I'm, I'm still working. I was just wondering if
3: okay, no, that's a good question. that comes up all the time, but she would have to wait until you're eligible for benefits. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you, Steve.
1: Well, it's yep. a, a good question. give us a call. social security questions and how does it pertain to retirement? Paul Schaefer, of course, any retirement question. Also welcome. Absolutely.
2: If you have any questions about uh, your 401k IRAs, Roth IRAs, conversions, uh, r- rules with your required minimum distributions when you're 70 and a half, uh, please call in with those questions too. Or you can call our office or contact us online. Uh, office phone number 262-522-4040. Or you can reach us online at com. And that is
1: K-O-W-A-L, the Kowal Way. Com. With Paul Schaefer and Carol Ritson, I'm Paul Kronforst. A quick break on WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. We'll be back with The Boss Minute, that segment. We also have the sexy segment, I think, Paul. We're not skipping that this week, are we? Uh, I definitely have one prepared. If we get uh, a lot of calls, we could skip it, so we'll see how the show goes. We'll have to call an audible at that point <laughs> in the show. All of that's coming up ahead of us as the retirement cl- a clinic continues. We'll take a quick break on WISN. We'll be right back.
4: Welcome back to The Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with The Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many high net worth individuals and family business owners are passionate about their philanthropic goals, and they want to pass those values and passions on to the rest of the family. They want their children to learn the value of philanthropy and be engaged in the philanthropic process. One way to go about doing this in a very tax-efficient manner are donor-advised funds. Most wealthy donors now use or will be using a charitable giving vehicle, and donor-advised funds are a great tax-efficient way to do it. Donor-advised funds offer independent financial decision-making in a structured environment. Donors can create donor-advised funds for family members, family funds, or theme based funds. They're great because the financial commitments are limited to the funds provided. The charities are vetted, there's minimal administrative duties, and the funds are flexible in how they are used. Here are how some donor-advised funds are used to get families engaged. First, they could promote bonding through discussions about supporting wonderful causes. The family could decide the formal and informal structure of the fund and how it operates. It could be done together so that everybody's engaged and has a stake in it. Second, creating a donor advised fund for a child can give them experience in a structured setting with budgeting and decision making, which can give even more real world experience that the child will be joining a family business in the future. Also, their living legacies. The funds can offer a way to follow unique charitable passions. Last, they can leave a charitable legacy to heirs. The gift of charity to the heirs of the family offer a wonderful way of spreading those values across generations. Getting whole families involved in philanthropic activities promotes family values. Donor advised funds offer a unique and flexible way to achieve numerous family charitable goals. Many business owners are passionate about certain causes, and working with someone who specializes in guiding business owners and their families through the issues they face can have a tremendous impact on the people and causes that you love and are passionate about.
1: That is today's Boss Minute, Business Owners Savings and Security. And we do this each week. Paul Schaefer is in today for Jeff Kowal on the Retirement Clinic for Business Owners. Paul, that's meant for business owners.
2: That's right. Uh, A lot of additional planning Oftentimes it needs to be done with business owners and their lead up to retirement is often a longer period of time. You know, they might start five years out to make sure that if they're planning to retire, sell the business, that they have the right uh, management and staff and, um, uh, you know, kind of succession plan to be sure that they can walk away and the business is going to continue to run.
1: Many times I hear they've got the right business plan. Everything's been going great. They've had a successful career, but they don't have a retirement plan.
2: A lot of times, business owners and uh, small business owners don't pay themselves first, and they might not. uh, They're worried about taking care of their employees, making sure that they can pay the bills, and they don't, uh, you know, think of themselves enough and save enough in their retirement. So they need to, like you said, pay themselves first, save, start saving.
1: Absolutely. And you can. It's never too late to start. I've learned that over the years on this show. Nope,
2: there is time, um, and you know, there's there's things that you can do. you know, a year or two out from retirement to, to make it even better and, and put yourself in a better position where your money's going to last and, um, you know, your, your assets that you have saved are going to, you know, support you in retirement.
1: Let's get back to the calls and questions. Again, joining us in studio, Carol Richardson, taking your social security questions. You can use the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, and a couple lines have opened up uh, during the break, so call right now, 799-1130. It's 414-799-1130. George from Milwaukee. Good morning, George.
0: Good morning. Question for you. I am 70 and one half, and I have been... uh, I've started taking the required minimum deductions. My question is, how and what are the guidelines for for taking monies from a traditional IRA and switching them to a Roth IRA? Uh,
2: Good morning, George. Thanks for the question. Um, When you are uh, 70 and a half and older, you you do have to start taking money from your uh, traditional IRA, the pre-tax IRA, um, there are some strategies that you can do to uh, get that into a Roth IRA, which grows tax-free. And when you take distributions, uh, they come out tax-free. Uh, one is if you're over 70 and a half and, and still working and have some earned income, you can make contributions or continue to make contributions to a, a Roth IRA up to $7,000 uh, per year. Um, you can also take money out of your IRA and convert it to your Roth IRA, so that's um, taking a distribution from the IRA, paying tax on it now, and uh, moving those funds to your Roth IRA um, where they can continue to grow uh, tax-free. So, um, you know that's a strategy that um, may make sense depending on um, what what your total taxable income is, and uh, something that we look at each year with uh, with a lot of our clients if uh, if they don't need the income, but there's an opportunity to grow it and uh, pay the taxes at lower tax rates. Especially now, there's a window, uh, we think, between now and 2025, when rates are set to, on the personal side, increase to where they were uh, before the tax cut last year. Um, it, it may make sense to look at that uh, in the next few years.
0: Is there a cap or a total, a total cap to the amount that can be switched from a uh, traditional to Roth, if, you know, even though you may uh, accept the tax liabilities?
2: There's figure.
0: there's a ahead, there's
2: a limit on income to make a contribution to a Roth as far as your uh, the, the earned income that you have, but there's no income limit to convert funds to a Roth IRA.
0: So, uh, I mean, in a perfect world, could someone, if they wanted to accept the tax liabilities, could they uh, transfer 25% a year and have everything switched over? You
2: can definitely uh, contribute as much as as you want. Um, we've we've had people uh, recently just want to get everything to it and pay it all. So um, you can do a, a large, large sum.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Okay. Thank you, George. Thank you. Appreciate the call and uh, good call. Good questions. All right, let's get back to, we've got some social security questions for you, Carol. you ready to okay. go. Yes. Fired up. <laughs> Lines are open. WISN and WIBA, the retirement clinic, social security questions. Welcome for Carol. And of course, as you just heard any retirement question, Paul Schaefer is in studio. How much like grief did you get growing up? Paul Schaefer, you know, Letterman's band director. I heard it a lot
2: more when I was younger. I'm still surprised how much I hear it <laughs> really? these days. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah, it's been off the air for quite a while now, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what he's up to these what, days. Paul, I but, don't know what – but he's a brilliant musician. I mean, not just band director, but playing the keyboard. So good name to have if you're going to have anybody's name, Paul.
2: Yeah, uh, a lot of people have the name Paul Schaefer, so I I, and, I guess that's a good thing. It's, it's harder name. to find me online.
1: And the first name is yep. also uh, – <laughs> is it the same spelling for the last name, Schaefer? Uh, I don't think it is. Okay. Just had to get that in there. Joe in Germantown. Younger people that never saw Letterman have no idea what we're talking about. I loved Paul Schaefer. Wow. Absolutely. Joe, that was our nightly ritual in college, watching Letterman. Joe is in Germantown next up on the Retirement Clinic. Good morning.
0: Good morning. My question is this. Uh, I'm planning on retiring at the end of this year. My wife is already on Social Security disability. So if I... Start taking benefits and let's just say 2020 is she able to collect off of my benefits or does she have to wait till she's retirement age which she's one year younger than me um, before she could start collecting on my benefits
3: she <clears throat> excuse me she does have to be at least 62 years old because that's the minimum retirement age So at the point that she turns, you know, a couple months before 62, then she can file a spouse's claim, and what they will do is take a look at what she gets on her own disability versus what she could get on your retirement, and if it would be more on your retirement, they will bump that up.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I think that answers that, and I plan to meet with Social Security on my 63rd birthday this uh, summer, so... I'll get some more clarification on that from them, I guess.
3: Okay.
1: Thank you, Joe. Uh, Appreciate the call and the question. Let's go over this, Carol. When's the, what's the age that I can first start collecting social security benefits
3: for retirement? You have to be 62 years old. So in, in his situation, his wife is receiving disability benefits, which you can get at any age, you know, depending on when you became disabled, as long as you have enough credits or quarters of coverage, whatever term you're familiar with. Uh, So in, in, that situation, and really in any situation, you know when you go to file for retirement and if Don files for retirement, if her benefit is lower, they will always take a look at your record to see if they can add some additional on. so it isn't even like you have to ask for that. That's why they ask for the spouse's information for the social date of birth, things like that, date of marriage. Um, and what they will do, you know the, the most you can get on a spouse's record is 50 percent, and you'd have to be full retirement age in order to get that. Full 50%. But in this gentleman's situation, even though she's only 62, she might have been on disability a long time and maybe has a low benefit amount. Then they will give her a wife's benefit, spouse's benefit, but it'll be reduced. It won't be the full half of his, but they will give her that. And it's a combination of her disability, and then adding on with his retirement benefits. So it isn't like you're going to get a full benefit on each record.
1: Now, Paul, when you work with a client and you're looking at retirement age, uh, do I mean, it pays to wait if you can, Carol, a little you, bit longer, yeah, right?
3: You know, at full retirement age, you get a higher benefit if you wait until 70 You get an eight percent increase for every year after your full retirement age. So if that's sixty-seven, you get eight percent each year up to age seventy. You would never want to not take your benefits after age seventy. You know, you don't want to wait till you're seventy-five because at that point you're losing. There's nothing to really gain by waiting past age seventy.
1: And Paul, when can I start taking out of my four hundred one k plan? the The first it's fifty-nine and a half, right?
2: you can start uh, pulling money out of your 401k at 59 and a half without any additional penalties. Um, And, but uh, if you uh, separate service uh, from your employer between age 55 and 59 and a half, uh, you can actually pull out of the 401k without that 10% penalty over that period of time. Uh, But generally, um, we, we advise people on on waiting if they can.
1: Yeah. And that's the big question. I mean, this is what you guys do every day, sitting down. It's a, a when? When can I retire? When can I afford to? What's the best time to retire? Some people aren't ready. They they want to keep working.
2: Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, if you like what you're doing, um, you know, we have a lot of people work uh, well past uh, 65. Um, but it's something we we work on with each client. We'll, we look at a, a cash flow analysis, looking at all the different assets that they have what the tax treatment is for all of those, um, and their income sources in retirement, Social Security being a, a big uh, factor, uh, pensions, you know, if they have other part-time work or rental income. And there's still pensions
1: out there, right?
2: There are still pensions out there. Um, and yeah, we, we still see uh, plenty of pensions. And a lot of times with those, you have options, uh, whether it's a lump sum, uh, partial lump sum, and uh, an annuity, or if, if it makes sense to take the full annuity, and then it's, you know, do you... Um, you choose one of the options that leaves a, a benefit to your spouse uh, if you pass. So um, there's lots of different considerations, and um, we work through that with all of our clients and, and do a cash flow analysis and um, and take a look at that depending on uh, their spending and their financial goals in retirement.
1: As long as we have retired uh, social security public affairs specialist, that's your yes, title, right? Yes. What when it you had to make that decision, Carol? Uh, just like everybody, when mm-hmm. do you retire? What played into your decision?
3: Um, well, do you I just
1: know in your gut viscerally it's time?
3: I had worked 44 years, and I think I was just, you know, I was telling Paul I used to do a lot of uh, presentations for financial planners, and sometimes it would be three nights a week. So I'd be getting home at 9 or 10, and I was usually always in the office at 7, and you just get tired after a while. and You I, know it's time. Yeah, I think I did, but then I don't know, it's been what 3 years and I'm still having trouble like, well, what do I do today? The house is clean, the laundry's done. <laughs> oh, what a what, what a I... tough problem to have. And I I know that sounds, you know, for anybody that's working, they probably want to slap me, but but you know, when you're I've worked since I was 16 for the government oh. and it just it's such a way of life that you're so yeah. used to. You think, you know, and I don't know that I really have a lot of hobbies. And so
1: travel, Carol, I travel, travel
3: I spend a lot of time with my grandkids, you yep. know, I'll do things with them over the summer. And so all, all of that,
1: that plays in <clears throat> family <laughs> travel, Paul, I mean, you, you, that's the question that people probably uh, every day that you have to address, when do I retire? When can I afford to retire?
2: Yeah, there's two parts. Uh, one thing we do uh, when we meet with somebody new in our discovery process is we we want to find out what their financial situation is, of course, and all the different uh, factors that go into uh, planning out uh, the financial aspect of their retirement. But we also ask um, a, a lot of questions about what a successful retirement will look like to them. What do they want to do? Uh, you know, what would they what would they like to do with their time and um, and 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 try to incorporate that in the planning.
1: Wait, is it uh, how much do you need a month? Is that after, I mean, do you put a pen to paper and say cash flow? How much do you need to live on? <laughs> and sometimes is that standard higher than it was during your working years, lower, or I want to live the same lifestyle. Uh, the the goal is uh, the always
2: to to maintain lifestyle, of course. But uh, a lot of people they really don't know what their their budget is. So um, in in the planning process, it is a a good um, activity to kind of find out what you're spending now uh, because that is the biggest uh, variable that you can control and also uh, typically the biggest variable that impacts are your assets going to last in retirement. Um, And a lot of times for uh, in retirement, their their budget um, is often higher in the the first few years as they're more active, uh, health is better, and they're able to do more things like travel. Yeah, uh, and of course we want to um, uh, we want to illustrate also, you know, what if there are are, are medical problems in the future, uh, if long term care um, is a a need that comes into play, um, can they withstand uh, higher medical expenses in the future too? So that that's another get, thing that, that we can test. get really costly. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, the typical nursing home stay um, in a long-term care uh, situation is typically over three years. Um, so that could be a, a, a large dollar amount that can um, drain resources quickly. And
1: how many peer, uh, people are prepared for that, right? Uh,
2: yeah. A lot of, a lot of times, uh, self-funding long-term care isn't an option for people, Um so yeah, it's something that can derail your retirement plan, and that's one thing that we look at with our clients.
1: After the break, Paul we've got the sexy segment, which we do every week on the program. We'll continue taking your questions. We'll get more calls in for Carol Ritson, social Security questions. welcome. Use the acuant mortgage talk and text line at 799 1130. the retirement clinic will be right back.) Been back. Welcome back to Retirement Clinic. We continue WISN Milwaukee and WIBA Madison with your host, Paul Schaefer from the Cowal Investment Group. Carol Richson in studio taking Social Security. Questions you? Any the official title? Get it right again.
3: Retired public affairs specialist. Retired,
1: (laughs) yeah, retired. That plays right into the show. It does. And officially, remember that website that Carol gave out. Don't go to the wrong site. SocialSecurity.gov. SocialSecurity.gov. And of course, we're taking your questions as well. Next up in New Berlin is Bill. Bill, good morning.
0: Good morning. Um, Yeah. I heard you uh, talking about uh, disability, and, and uh, I heard you say that you can get it at any age. Yes. Is, is that correct?
3: It is, as long as you have enough credits or quarters of coverage. So as long as you've put enough Social Security into the system, you can qualify for disability. Well,
0: I am on Social Security. Uh, I am 67. Uh, I was injured in an accident at 8-12-18, I haven't been to work uh, since then, and uh, um, so who would I apply uh, to, to, to get uh, disability?
3: In your situation, uh, once you hit full retirement age, there's no longer disability benefits. And the reason for that is at full retirement age, you get your full retirement benefit. When you apply for disability, so say this happened to you when you were 60 and you were getting disability, they would pay you as if you were full retirement age. So the bottom line is that you're getting the most money that you can get right now, so there would be no incentive. Um, You're also already eligible for Medicare. So your Medicare and your dollar amount that you're getting are the most that they can pay you, so there would be no disability after full retirement age. Okay, so that, uh, all right. But that's a good question because yeah. you know you just don't know.
1: Thank you, Bill. Appreciate the call and the question. This is uh, Gary calling from Brookfield. Next up on the Retirement Clinic. Good morning, Gary.
3: Good morning. I got a follow up
0: question from your first caller today. Uh, husband, wife, both full retirement age. One files, receives benefits. The other continues to work. Does the working benefit uh, uh, the working person have the um, have the spousal benefit available to them?
3: That, you know, that filing, all those different filing strategies, those all went away. So if you you want to, like if your wife wanted to file for a spouse's benefits, a spouse's benefits, she'd be deemed to be filing for her own benefit also. So they would make her take her benefit before she could take anything on your record.
0: All right. Well, I want to clear that up. Thanks very That's much. That's a good question. Yeah, Thank you. A lot
1: of good questions. Thank you so much, Gary. We've got to squeeze in this segment, Paul Schaefer. The floor is yours for today's sexy segment on the Retirement Clinic. <laughs> you, you were going to get out of this, Paul. You know that.
2: <laughs> well, in case we have more questions on Social Security, we'll, we'll keep this brief. But this uh, segment is um, our Wealth Management and Preservation segment. Um, you know, the show is for everybody, but this segment is uh, usually a planning topic that... Uh, relates to people that have accumulated a little bit more wealth, uh, typically over a million dollars in, in assets and uh, higher income. But um, there was a uh, uh, a regulation update issued by the IRS recently uh, at the end of November of last year on the uh, issue of the gift and estate tax exemption, which under the the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act increased from five million to uh, this year eleven point four million per person. Uh, so a couple could shelter $22.8 million um, in in
1: estate a, a and gift taxes. Carol uh, just mouth. I wish <laughs> to me. That's a lot of money.
2: That's a lot of money. So this yeah. is really sexy. But uh, <laughs> yeah. th- the is. big question is, uh, uh, what if I gift out $11 million and then die after 2025 when uh, rates are set to reset to their, their old limits and, and uh, tax rates? Uh, well, the IRS issued in this update on November twentieth of last year that said, "No, they're not going to try to claw back uh, that exemption." They're so
1: not. now, what you're talking about is Trump's tax plan expires in 2025
2: for individuals. Yes. Uh, okay. Corporate rates were made permanent, uh, but individual rates and the uh, gift and estate tax exemption, which was increased, are set to reset to their prior limits. Uh, so this is a very tax preparer friendly and uh, kind of pro-planning item um, ruling from the IRS. So it should be uh, allow people to be more comfortable making larger gifts from now until 2025 um, So one thing uh, you know that uh, the higher uh, net worth individuals can account for and plan for that's the big key item is uh, planning and not having surprises later. Oh, well, we can always hope for
1: that, Carol, right?
3: You know, if anybody yeah, out there wants to adopt me, I'm, right,
1: I'm good. <laughs> right, uh, That could be done. Good stuff today, Paul Schaefer. Thank you so much. Uh, that was today's sexy segment. What we're going to do is come right back after this. It's our final commercial break, and that leaves plenty of time for any retirement questions or with Carol Ritson in studio, social security questions. Use the Accident Mortgage Talk and text number 799-1130, and we'll be right back on WISN and WIBA. We are back on News Talk 1130 WISN, Milwaukee, WIBA, Madison. Real quickly, I do want to read you the weather forecast. Paul Schaefer is your host today, in for Jeff Kowal. Maybe Jeff is experiencing an early retirement. No, I better not start any rumors.
3: I said, did he go from his vacation to a vacation?
2: (laughs) No, no, no. He's actually uh, been working at the Ford, Phoenix yeah. office, meeting with some of our Snowbird clients uh, recently. So. Somebody's
1: got to go down to Phoenix. That's true. And and somebody does. That's one of the locations that we mentioned. You've got a new uh, Racine location at Highway 20 for the Cowell Investment Group, Waukesha, Port Washington, in Middleton, Uh, Madison and, of course, Phoenix, as Paul just mentioned. Paul Schaefer is your host, Carol Ritson, talking about Social Security today. If you've got questions, uh, you got to call quick, and we've got some lines open. Sunny today, high of 40. Tonight, mostly clear, down to 26. For your Sunday, partly sunny, 41 for a high. Now it starts getting pretty nice. Monday, 40. Tuesday, sunny, 47. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, Chance for showers, a 46 for high, Thursday back to sunny skies, and 48 degrees. Right now we are at 33 degrees at WISN. And, Paul, we've got some Social Security questions of our own today for Carol.
2: Yeah. We, we of course, get a lot of questions at our office. And um, a common question that comes up that I think is a little bit uh, back to the basics, but uh, so we do planning with clients, and we've nailed down a, a date in an age that they want to claim benefits, and the question is, how do I go about doing that? What are my uh, avenues for doing that, and uh, what resources does Social Security have available?
3: Okay, great question. Uh, you can file online, which is really quite simple. So it's www again socialsecurity.gov. You can, you know, we advise people to go on and file a uh, uh, my Social Security account. You know, open that up and do that. You know, do it in your twenties, do it in your thirties because what that does is it gives you your earnings every year, and you can keep an eye on that and make sure that your earnings were posted correctly because it's, it's easier to correct that kind of right now rather than 30 years down the road. You can also see how much you would get on retirement, but also disability and survivor benefits. So if you're thinking, and if you have clients thinking, well, how much do I want to get in life insurance, you might want to take a look at what are my survivor benefits going to be Right now, they only mail those statements out every five years. So this way, you can kind of look at it whenever you want. But that will kind of segue you right into filing for retirement benefits online. And really, if there's nothing complicated about your situation, go ahead, file that application online. When you hit send, it goes into your local office. Somebody reviews that entire application. And if there's something questionable or if there's something – that they need to talk with you about. They will call you just to make sure everything's okay. And the claim is processed and that's it. I mean, it's if you talk to people that have filed online, it's really quite simple. The Social Security website also has calculators. So it can, you know, your statement gives you your benefit at 62, at full retirement age, and at age 70. If you want to know what you'd get at 63 or 64, you can calculate that out on the website.
1: So again, socialsecurity.gov. That's the website you want to go to. Let's get to some questions as we wrap up the retirement clinic. John's calling from Milwaukee. John, good morning.
0: Hi, good morning. Hi, John. Morning, John. Hi, my question is, This. I'm 65. I retired in August. I do not take Social Security. I'm on Medicare. I understand uh, Part B is about $140 a month. Now, what income uh, would bump me up into an entire Part B payment per month? Because I'm thinking about taking uh, distributions from my IRAs into a, maybe into a Roth.
3: Are you talking, that would, I'm,
0: that would boost my income, I guess, huh?
3: Usually what they look at is the adjusted gross income on your tax return. So it isn't necessarily, you know, income you have coming in, but they go by the adjusted gross income.
0: Okay, but if I took a distribution from my IRA, that would make my income higher then, right?
3: Absolutely. Any distributions,
2: uh, pre-tax distributions from your IRA will bump up your... Your overall income, uh, which goes into the calculation for Medicare premiums,
0: and then uh, what is that the higher number like about? Right, right now, it's seventy thousand, I think, for the one forty three per month. And
2: uh, well, th- there there's different uh, tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the Medicare Part B uh, standard premium uh, with married filing joint is up to one hundred seventy thousand dollars in modified okay, I, adjusted
0: gross. I'm I'm single, so that's I think seven. Oh, single.
2: Uh, this year. Um, looking at eighty five
0: thousand. Eighty five, I see. Okay, does
2: that boost up the Part D also? Uh, the same uh, levels uh, for Part D. So you pay the plan premium up to eighty five thousand in modified adjusted gross for individual, okay. and then there's uh, different tiers after that with additional premium.
0: Okay. And if I could ask her a personal question, I have an advantage plan. I'm curious, what kind of plan does she have, supplement or advantage if she's on Medicare?
3: I'm not old enough for Medicare yet, so so that's one good thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Do you have an opinion opinion on either of the plans?
1: That's That's a good way to ask it, John.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, to be honest, I don't, and I only say this because there's so many different ones out there, but, you know, in September, early September, They have a senior event at the zoo. They have various ones at the malls and also at the senior centers. And what they do is they bring in a bunch of guys from all these different companies, and they will explain to you what their plan is about and what it will cost you. I like it because I think it's a nice one-stop shopping place. You know, you can go Mm -hmm. from – in company to company, and find out where you're going to get the best bang for your buck. So rather than make a bunch of phone calls, I think that's kind of a nice way to do that. And you yeah, can call the, call the senior centers and ask them if yeah. they're going to have anything set up. Which well, that's, they,
0: that's what I did when I turned 65 uh, before, and I, I picked the Advantage plan. Cause I guess the rationale is instead of paying the monthly premium, you pay co-pays, and, and you have a maximum yearly, so you might come out ahead by not paying right. the premium if you don't use the plan. You know.
1: Sure. John, thank you so much. And okay. at the end of the show here, um, and we've only got a minute or two left, let's give out the phone number at the Kowal Investment Group. I mean, this is something you might want to sit down and talk to one of the advisors about. Absolutely.
2: If you'd like to meet with uh, one of our advisors and have an initial discussion, uh, meet at our new Racine office. Uh, call us uh, at our main office, 262-522-4040. Contact us uh, on our website, com K-O-W-A-L. Uh, or if social media is your thing, you can uh, find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, or Twitter.
1: Yeah, I always forget about social media. Then you guys, you younger guys, come on like Aaron Kowal and Aaron Spitzner and John White. And remind me, don't forget about Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Also, the thekowalway.com. Your main website, we can go to that and get linked up. Get your phone number, which is 262-522-4040. Well, that was a great show, Carol Ritson. Thank you. It's nice to be back. Great to have you back. And if we're going to end with anything, it's the right website so people don't go to the wrong, (laughs) which people do. They They go to the wrong
3: one. They do all the time. www.socialsecurity.gov, 1-800-772-1213.
1: Now go back to your retirement or whatever you do, Carol.
3: We're going to see Phantom this afternoon. Are so you really? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. That's awesome.
1: Have a great weekend, Carol.
3: Thank you. You too. It's our
1: guest, Carol Ritson. And I thank Paul Schaefer from the Cowell Investment Group. Great job today, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Carol. Thank thanks you. again. And thanks for the calls today. Listeners had a lot of good questions. You can always follow up by calling the CoWall Investment Group, 262-522-4040. This is WISN Milwaukee and WIBA Madison.
4: Thank <laughs> you.